Like I've seen trickers like where they, you know, injure themselves and not fully get back to where they were. 100%. But I feel like this was like, hey, um that that didn't stop me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. I'm back. What's up guys? Today's guest is a professional trick or turn music producer. Please welcome to the Jamcast, Mr. Jacob Pinto. What up? What's up, dog? <laughs> What's good, Trav? Thanks for coming through, man. Bro, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. A lot of like people that I looked up, like that I look up to, have sat in this chair. So. Well, technically, still look up to a lot of us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I still look up to you, yeah. But I can only no, make it's... fun of you like that because I've known you for so long, man. Yeah. And this is always surreal to me when I have guests like you and Andrew Franklin on because I feel like I've known you guys since back before you were like figures ones. in the community. Yeah. You know, I think I think the like the first time I remember. Um, the first time I ever went to White Lotus, like my mom went up to you and you were like, or she was like, yo, like we want to get him a tricking like trainer. And you were like, go to Jeremy, <laughs> go to Jeremy. I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. But that was like the first time I've ever been in jam. What year was that? That was White Lotus. Yeah, was, White Lotus. Yeah. White that Lotus. was probably 2009, 2010. 10 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cause you were there for pretty much from the very beginning, man. Yeah. yeah. And when did your martial arts career start? Because you started competing not too many years before White Lotus opened. Well, I started, I started martial arts, I started martial arts when I was six. Okay. And, um, like basics, like, you know, like regular traditional karate. Yeah. And then I got into like the tricking through like one of my instructors, he did like an aerial and a 540. And then um, through there, it just like it started upgrading and upgrading. And then like I started training at XMA with like Mr. Chat, like probably around like 2008, 2009. Okay. And then that's when he told me about Sharky's Karate. And I went to a boot camp with Andrew Franklin. No like me and him way. like actually like started from the ground up together. Like him and I like started our Nazca circuit like together. Um, and then went to Sharky's, started, you know, like knowing about the Nazca scene and stuff like that. But I want to say around like 2009 is when I started competing. Like yeah, seriously, pretty much. Um, wasn't winning. <laughs> and then like really started training hard in like 2010 and started getting some recognition and like winning some overalls and stuff. So. And what was your background in your first school? Was it just traditional karate? Was It, it was like, um, it was kind of like extreme martial arts, you know, like more, more like the basic stuff though. Okay. Like, know the like the curriculum forms nothing like too fancy you know we did a few performances like where we do demos and that's why i said like you know like that's where we do some 540s or some aerials totally. and then yeah but it I, is cool though to note because a lot of the people we've had on here before they have like a, a background in very traditional martial arts but you're kind of from the generation where like xma and extreme martial arts existed and that was kind of like your introduction to it was like that from the ground up yeah. so it's pretty cool like it's, it's totally a different experience than like i had as a kid yeah or any of the other guys that you know you guys about. you guys had it where it's like you do traditional forms <laughs> and then you get into the the hard stuff. Yeah, yeah we i mean i did i used to do traditional forms and then i was like this is Boring. boring. <laughs> I was like, I just want to trick. <laughs> yeah. So but, you pretty much though your your tricking career pretty much paralleled your martial arts career because it started almost from day one. It started from the like literally when my like martial art extreme martial arts career started is when my tricking career started. And that's so unique and cool. And that's kind of one of the things I wanted kids to see is that like. Um, that is something that is possible these days. Like your first sport nowadays could be tricking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be years and years of martial arts beforehand and stuff yeah. like no, that. Well, there's like tons of trickers nowadays. Like one of the best trick, like some of the best trickers don't even have a martial arts background. 100%. And it's like they're killing it, you know? Exactly. It's insane. Like how you could like 
not need the martial arts background and still like gas it and stuff in session. And some of them so. still try to learn how to do kick tricks or at least yeah. flick the foot to look like a kick, yeah. you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, but from very early on, you kind of started taking competitions very seriously. You got uh, introduced to Mike Chad and XMA. Yeah. And then shortly after, um, you very much uh, started training very privately, I guess, with Jeremy Marinas. And I don't know if a lot of people know that. Like maybe some people may have taken note to it online but how often were you training with jeremy and what was he pivotal in helping you with well like jeremy was like it was pretty dope to like work with jeremy because like when i first started working with him he was like my tricking instructor yeah you know i mean like he would like really break down and he would just like tell me how to kick and my 12 13 year old little self didn't get it i was like jeremy i just want a trick like why are you making me do round kicks for three hours like and i didn't get it back then now i get it now it's like Yo, he was just trying to like make me the best that I could possibly be. Shouts out to Jeremy. Yeah. For just putting trying. me in place all the time. But um yeah, no, I feel like and I used to work with like forms, like on form sections with him. My mom used to be like, Hey, can you look at his form? And Jeremy, like, it was dope because he would throw like a little flare of like old school into my form, like because like watching like John Valera and like Anthony Atkins and people like that, like he would throw a little bit of flair like when we trained, but most of the time it was like tricking training. Like I remember this one time we did B twist for two hours. No way. Because I it was I wasn't like doing it right, and I was like, "Yo, when are we gonna move on?" He's like, "You're not doing it right." He's like, "Keep going again, again, again." And then like I I never understood that until like now, like today, like when we train, like. It's pretty dope because like all of the stuff that like we used to do back in the day, we still do now. Yeah. And it's like basics. Like I go to 87 and we work on kicks for two hours, round kicks, hook kicks, paddle kicks, tornadoes. Like we do nothing more than a cheat seven. A hundred percent. And then like when I go to do like 1260s and box cutters, like the kicks are there. The kicks are there. You know what I mean? And they're like, my kicks are not perfect, but like they have upgraded since like, you know, like they weren't. They weren't my, I give respect to, you know, my, my, uh, respect to Jeremy because like my kicks wouldn't be the, without, like they wouldn't be the way they are without like his training, you know, and like his mentoring, you know, a hundred percent, but it's pretty cool to have someone like him pivotal in your training, man. Like people would pretty much kill to have the chance to train with him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. He's a, he's like, he's like big bro sensei. Totally. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Totally. That's, That's Jeremy. I know that one thing about you though, that a lot of people, um, I don't want them to discredit your personal training after hearing that story that you trained with someone like Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that something that you you were very, very passionate about was just like solo sessions back at your own facility. Oh, uh, yeah. And so like talk a little bit about that. And like this is something that not everyone has access to, but it's yeah. so cool, man. So. Well, in 2009, my dad, so he, he has this like, in his, in his company, he has this big warehouse, mm-hmm. you know, because he manufactures warehouse equipment. So in the in the back portion of the warehouse, straight up build a wall that like 16 foot wall put a spring floor with a running tramp and like speakers like made like a full-on like legit karate studio yeah just just for me and my sister yeah and um like there was time he even had like a camera so like he would just sit in his office work while watching us train (laughs) totally and (laughs) and uh like being able to have the ability to just be like, oh, I'm going to go train like at my own gym. It was, it was really dope. It was, yeah. and I feel like that is where it was like, I would like push myself because training with myself, like I would watch, I would like record my videos 
like whether if it was a form section or like just a trick and just like rep it over and over and over and over and over. The amount of times I tried to get touchdown cork in that gym, crazy. Like so many reps, you know what I mean? Um, But like being able to just have like, you know, my own facility and like. It was a huge blessing. Yeah, how many hours a day were you training over there? Because I used to see little secret videos of you just spamming Bro, stuff. Um, I mean, like when he first put the gym in, I'd be in there like pretty much like all day. I would do my homework because I was homeschooled too. Yeah, I would like go in there and do my homework in there. Sometimes I would just watch movies. I would just like that was like I grew up there. In that room. like I would just like be in that room the whole time. And my mom would call me, "Hey, you gonna go to lunch with us?" I'm like, "All right," and I'd go like get food with them because it was at their office. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I would just do my homework in there, train in there, sleep in there, eat in there. Like that was like, that was like my second home. It's you crazy. Know? Um, but like as far as training hours, some days I train an hour, some days I train for five hours, wow. and it was just like, it would it all depends on the day, like you know. Yeah, hundred percent. That was it was it was honestly like. The, all I could say was a huge blessing to have a facility like that so I can like really upgrade myself and like better myself as a martial artist and a tricker, totally. and then. Um, we like moved it from one part of the building to like another part because they needed the warehouse space yeah, after all. And it. then we stopped. We stopped. Like I stopped competing. That's when you got the shorter ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> yo, bro. And at first it was good because I was short. I know. And then I grew a couple inches. And I remember I was training form section. I did a touchdown flash and I set a little too high. And then I just like net like it was like the ceiling where it's like got the metal bars with yeah. the tiles. Yeah. And I just hit one of those metal bars. Totally. And my foot just like. And I just went straight down. And I was like, ah, oh, I was grabbing the floor. And I called my dad. I was like, I think I just broke my foot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, now I got to be – well, I don't have the gym anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we sold the building because my parents moved the company. So I don't really have jams, my training place. Yeah. So when I get a chance, I try to make it out here. It know? was cool, though, man. And, and part of the reason why they had to build that training facility is that uh, you didn't live very close to us at all. Like no. you, for those that don't know, that assume that Jacob lives in LA, he lives in California. Yeah. But you actually live in Laverne? Yeah, or? I'm in Laverne. So uh, I'm like, without traffic, I'm like an hour away from here. Yeah. And with traffic, it's too... <laughs> With traffic. Yeah. Like on my way here, it took me like an hour and like 30. Yeah. Hour 35. Yeah. So it's like, I'm in LA, but I'm not really. Yeah. LA, but, you know? but the reason I bring that point up is that like, even as a little kid, all the times you would be getting, come to White Lotus and to gym, mm-hmm. it's a three hour round trip yeah. driving just yeah. to get there and home let alone before like three hour sessions. So. Well, I, yeah, no, I think what kind of would like convince my parents is like, you, you said it best, like we would, we'd go to open gym at 830. Yeah. You know, and by the time, you know, I never wanted to leave. I'd be you like the last one out of the gym. Yeah. Always. I was like, always the last, like you would, you, you used to kick me out, bro. You got to go home. <laughs> exactly. like, you got to go home. Do, yeah. My parents are like passed out on my dad. I remember one time my dad was like straight up. He took a, a paddle and he went underneath the trampoline at White Lotus and passed out <laughs> passed there out. <laughs> while I'm training. Um, but yeah, no, because it was just so far. So yeah. like, they, you know, they, and they were like, they, they had a talk with me and my sister, like, are you guys really going to do this? Like, yeah. is this going to be in the long run? So then that's when my dad was like, all right, we'll, be, you know, we'll make a gym because cool. it's just, it's a mish to get out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a whole day but, gone. Yeah. That that's was, really cool. Yeah. It's cool to have supportive parents though like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah, ones parents, that really man. believed in it, but they also wouldn't believe in it if you weren't putting in the work from yeah. like a very, very young age. You yeah. Know what no, I'm but th- th- there was been times where. I like was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, mom, I don't want to compete. Like, I don't want to train. And then like, she would force me to train and I'd hate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, now I know why she did it. You know, like my mom was like, 
my mom oh and my dad too but like my mom is like my number one supporter because she used to travel everywhere with me bro we went like trains buses hotels flights tournaments it was it was like me and my mom were like we went everywhere together you know and so like for her to like push me when i didn't want to train that's kind of like what made me be to like the martial artist and the person that i am today you know like yeah Shouts out to my mom. Yeah, man. shout out to Mama Pinto, man. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Mama Pinto, I mean, we wouldn't have half the things documented that we have today because <laughs> you, you've, like, cleared out all your social media and stuff. But, yo, Connor, pull up the first tournament that we got listed on there. Oh, and, uh, shit. Thanks to Mama Pinto. Let's pull the 2008 reel. Yeah, let's take a look at that one. So, I'm scared uh, to see what this is. Thanks to Mama Pinto. Oh, yeah. You know my sister directed this. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny because it's so uh, funny, bro. Jacob has since cleared out a lot of his YouTube. Look at Instagram, look at that broken wrist. But <laughs> his mom still has an active channel. Yo, that was in my living room. I know. I remember because this was me and my sister shot. We took this. Watch. You do like the head snap. Ready? Watch. Ready? Watch. Wait for the head snap. And so for those that are listening, we are Boom, watching that a, though. a sub four foot tall Jacob Pinto in his living room. No, I think I was a little under four feet right oh, here. Oh, definitely sub four for sure. <laughs> See that snap? Yeah. yeah, no, I remember we shot this. Me and my sister were like, we went to US Open. And like we, um, we were so motivated by seeing like pro rank and AK and all that kinds yeah. of stuff. My sister's like, because I was the only one that could do tricks. She couldn't do tricks back then. And uh, she was like... She's like, let's make a video and put it on YouTube and like, so that way all these people could see it, like pro rank totally. and all them. Get some recognition. And yeah, get some recognition. And then we put it out and like. How many it, views it you got, Connor? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It just stayed on the internet. Oh, it's got some views though. Yeah. It's, yeah. Got, it's probably going to get a lot more views, views after this. Saying, yeah. <laughs> after this Jamcast launches. But oh, yeah, no, I remember funny, like man. my, yeah, producer right there. It's so Julia funny. Pinto. That's really funny. Yeah. But no, it's cool just to see the progression, man, because oh, like yeah. you've um fortunately for you, because you are, you know, are young enough that technology existed, all of your stuff's documented. So yeah. like some of your first tournaments ever, like the Hollywood uh, what's that one? The Hollywood Nationals, you know? Like you're I think this is one of the first tournaments of you that exists on the internet in general. Yeah, right here actually uh is when I started training with Mike Chat, I think. Okay, so this is this is pretty because much he right made, I think he of. made this form. And what year is this, Connor? Is this 2009 on here? Yeah, no, I started, I, yeah, I think right around here is when I started training with chat. Ah, um, so, like, you know, my stuff was like a little bit more upgraded, more extreme. 2008. a little bit trainer. Dang. Cleaner. 2008. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I don't even, how old was I here? I don't even remember. <laughs> but... And you know what's even crazier than this is just like to watch the progression of like just everything, the cleanliness, the way that oh, you yeah. were doing things. Like you stumbled 100%. on a tornado kick right there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's really insane. Yeah, man. yeah. No, it's it's um, come a long way, you know. But like, like you said, like I r right around this age is like where it was like I didn't know. I would be able to get like to the position that you know yeah um so like i didn't really see training i saw it as like fun you know what i mean like oh yeah we get to go trick and train like yeah this is fun and then like i started getting tired of it and that's when my mom started pushing me no you got to keep training no you totally. get and then you know i trained and i listened to her and i put in the hours and i really like wanted it you know what i mean and then uh i took that year off but like 
coming back from that years, like around 2014, is when I actually really started pushing myself. Yeah, my parents didn't have to say, like, hey, you got to go train. Or they didn't have to remind me. It was like I used to tell them, hey, I have to go train. Like, I, you know what I mean? Totally. So, like, right around this age is when I was just like, it was fun for me. I didn't think of it as, like, a serious, yeah. you know, thing. Around 2009 is when it started getting a little bit serious, you know. And then 2010 yeah. is when I fully just... Totally. And separate from your tricking, you know, which we'll get into in a second, what is there a tournament that stands out as the most memorable or like a win in your career that meant the most to you or a form that you were the most proud of? Yeah, there was uh, there was probably like three tournaments. Okay. Three tournaments. One of them being uh, US Open in 2015. Yep. I hit like dub dub to split as yep. my opener. At the opener before yeah. you started. And I remember I remember because I went against Guthrie and I went against uh Weaver. Yeah. Shouts out to Guthrie and Weaver. Uh some close homies of mine. But like Guthrie went first, I went second, Tyler went third. And we all, like, we, like, gassed our form. So, like, we literally left everything on the floor. Like, Guthrie smashed his form. I smashed my form. Tyler just smashed his form. And it was just, like, it was such a good, um, such a good competition. Like, it was, like, I was at the point where I didn't want them to screw up because, one, I don't want that on my competitor because I want to beat them fair and square. Yeah, yeah. And two, it was just like the environment and just like the energy throughout, <clears throat> throughout like us three. It was all love, but it was all competition. Totally, you know what I mean? Totally. And then another one being at Diamond Nationals, I remember. Uh, I remember I was like, kind of like butthurt too, because I had gotten a call. I'm not gonna say names. I had gotten a call. I'd be like, yo, if you were to get asked to be on Paul Mitchell. Would you say yes? And I was like, that's a weird question. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why would you call someone and ask what their answer would be? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was yeah. like confused by it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, like ever since I was little, I've always wanted to be on Paul Mitchell. You know, it's like, I feel like it's like every kid's Nazca dream to be on Paul Mitchell. And, you know, then they came out with all the people that were going to be on Paul Mitchell. And then I was, and I was like, damn, I wasn't on it. Yeah. It's like, I was pissed. And then I was like, you know what? I don't need that. I don't, I'm going to go, I'm going to go represent me. So Diamond Nationals. 2015 i think it was okay um it was my first time on stage with weapons and adults and i was on stage for forms and i remember my weapons i went last and um i had been training like i was like really training and i remember i got two tens in my weapons which that whole year i had never been on stage let alone get a first in weapons and for me to like the final tournament of the year get on stage and get two tens um you know, it was it was um, it was a memorable. And then the, the the last one is probably my my final form at U.S. Open, two thousand and seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, that was like I was like I just hung up my belt and I was yeah. like, two thousand seventeen is a good one. Yeah, that was a good form. I like I actually I actually I did I found this out later. I tore my meniscus in that form. Oh really? Yeah, because you remember how I had like yeah, yeah. my second surgery. Totally. When I injured it, was in that form when I hit the full snap. We split because I I felt something when I came up, but it didn't hurt. Cause I was like so hype off of adrenaline and yeah. you know what I mean? And, um, you know, like the knee was bothering me the next day and then adrenaline came next yeah. weekend. And then that's when I screwed it up. Tore it again. Yeah. Which was crazy. Yeah. I was there for that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I ran out. I was like, dude, do not move. <laughs> I've had that surgery three times. Yeah. I know what's happening. Yeah. It was that's uh, crazy, man. Yeah. It's super crazy to think about, but yeah, it's cool to look back on and know that you've at least accomplished a lot of those goals and things mm -hmm. like that. And one of the other things that's crazy is just to see the progression of your tricks, because I think we have a video here of, uh, look up the full twist in 2008, Connor. I think this is like one of your first, like, uh, this is like some of your early, look at this early training here which you have a single dedicated video 
just to oh yo i remember this <clears throat> doing I a remember full this. twist yeah. step out no i remember this i was i was um yeah we we're at xma yeah. and mr chat was trying to get me to do a uh, kick full yeah and i remember the only person that had thrown kick full in a form was luke broadley yeah yeah and uh he was like you need to have kick full in your form and then you know like back in too i was throwing kick fools back in 2008 I know. 2009. Yeah, yeah, it's super. I was funny. like, and I've and I haven't seen very many people throw kick fools. Um, there's probably some people, but like, from what I can remember, like, not a lot of people did kick fools. So it was yeah, like yeah, pretty dope. A hundred percent. But yeah, I remember I was working on. Uh, he started me off with full like step outs, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And then hyper fools, and then D legs, and we were just working on variations. But it was yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, you guys found that video. I didn't even know that was it's there. It's crazy because you can start to like easily track your progression. Because then Connor, go to the cork video because shortly after that, like you do, you start landing that, and then you can start to see like a real progression yeah. in all of your moves here. You yeah. know, so like the clip we're looking at now is in 2010. This is the first oh, time. Oh yeah, that's you ever the dojo. Cork, 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 and this is your original training facility. You know what's crazy is my sister was recording this, really? and she got more excited than I did because because <laughs> I was trying cork. I could cork cork, right? Yeah, of and course. I was like, Julia, I want to go for three, and she's like, Do it, do it. So I hit, I, I for like an hour I was hitting cork cork, and I couldn't pull the third cork cork. I couldn't even pull my leg up to swing it, like, and then I did the third one, and then I swung my leg. She's like, You could have done another one. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, but. That yeah, that was that was the gym, man. We had the spring floor, we had the 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 running tramp and yeah, stuff and, and everything yeah. like that. And then shortly after that is when you pretty much start coming to White Lotus, um like oh, yeah, in yeah. 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much my introduction to you. So, for those of them out there, like before we opened Jam, which is the gym that exists right now, we had a gym called White Lotus, which was in the valley. White um, Lotus, man. That yeah. was that, that I remember you used to walk into that gym. The speakers were so loud. Blair. I couldn't even talk to my mom. <laughs> It smelled, but it had that like smell where it was like just dirty old, just yeah. gym. You go in there, you train, you get your shit done, and then you just bounce. It was crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah, and like some of these combos that you have on here are just like back in the day when you're super young here in yeah. White Lotus. But what's cool is like you look at this clip here. Look who's in the background. Yeah, you got, you got like Anise, Anise got Donnie, Jeremy. And Jeremy. Got, <laughs> it's crazy. Damn. And like that that was what was so unique at this time was around yeah. these sessions. Like right there, I see Danny Graham. I see Anise. Oh, Matt I saw Emig's Nikki there. Stanley. I saw yeah. Matt Emig, Jeremy. I'm in the background here. But like what's crazy is like these were just like normal sessions. And like yeah. this was at a time when everyone had just moved down to L.A. Yeah. Oh, for There's Andy Lee. Yeah, Andy, Andy Lee's Lee the right there. Wow. Yeah. So I remember crazy. like when we used to, when I used to go to White Lotus, like, um, like Jeremy would sit there in the back and he would just watch. Yeah, like we would train first. Like we would. It, our, here's how my training sessions would go. You probably know, but like just for the for the people to know, they don't know. They, yeah, they don't know. I would show up to White Lotus and uh, Jeremy would be like, "All right, warm up for like 10, 15 minutes, stretch, and then you're gonna see there's uh, there's these big bags right there on the right." Yep. That were harder than steel. Yep. <laughs> and my little 13-year-old self couldn't kick for squat. And he would make me kick those pads for like 30 minutes to an hour. Totally. And my foot would just be like swollen and like purple <laughs> and like red and just like just bad. And then uh, then we would trick for like we, – we would train for like an hour, hour and a half. Yep. And then we'd trick for like two, three hours. Yep. And he just in the back, he would just stand there. He's like, all right, hit this. He's like, try to do this. Like, he would just like try to make combos for me. So it was like well rounded, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. And, um, you know, it was, it was dope. 
It was dope. White Lotus was the was the spot. It's a pivotal point in a lot of people's trainings. Oh, a, yeah. a, lo- a lot of people's first moves were landed there for certain tricks and combos. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, one thing I got to ask you about, man, since we're getting into your tricking right now, is you're one of the few people that tricks to the dark side or the right side, yeah. as they like to call it. Besides, I say like you, Alexander Anderson, Keenan Carr. Keenan Carr, yeah. You know, those are some, of the ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 some of the guys that popularized going to the right side. Now, um, have you always just naturally twisted to the right side? Or did yeah, you always no, kick I to started, that side? I started because I learned my aerial to the right and like B-twists and stuff and gainers and I used to do it to the right. But I technically, well, now it's not my bad side because I've mastered it. But like technically the way I kick is my bad side because yeah. I used to be like like Rudy. I know Rudy Raynon. Same thing. Rudy used to kick or Rudy kicks one way and he yeah. just yeah, he like, cheat that's, nines to that's, the left and yeah. fulls to the right. Uh-huh. So I used to, I used to 540. That's why I can snap both ways. And like jackknife both ways because I used to kick this way and twist that way. So um, I had to like literally teach myself how to go the other way just so I can combo. I was like, I don't want to like do something one way and have to pivot the other way. You know, I want to be able to make a full combo, you know, like in the future if I'm going to hit back 12s, which I'm doing now, you know, to be able to like hit something after. I want to be able to put the whole piece together. So I had to really just teach myself how to. And I stopped kicking the other way. I was like, I'm no longer going to kick. I was going to ask you. So you made a conscious decision. I made, I made like a decision where I was like, I have to learn how to kick the other way. Wow. Like I have to. Like and so, um, I would. I occasionally I would kick the other way, but yeah. I would record myself. So I was like, okay, what am I doing? Like I was trying to teach myself how to sideswipe. Okay. I didn't get. I didn't get sideswipe. Craziest thing. I didn't get sideswipe until 2011. No way. Yeah. Before then, I only could sideswipe to the right. Okay. I could never sideswipe to the. Uh, or you could go to the left, not to the right. Yes, yeah. 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 Sorry, um, I mixed that one up. But like, I just like made it a decision. Where I was like, I have to learn. Like, I have to learn how to kick the other way. And then when I started training with Jeremy too, like he helped me a lot too. Because yeah, like, he you know, can do everything both sides. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he's it's unfair. <laughs> it's so funny because like we were talking about it at Jam the other day. Like people it's so know. crazy how like people do not know how good Jeremy is. There's not a lot of even the footage that is out there is wild enough. But yeah, there's a lot but that's, that's like not that's out like there. a preview. That's yeah. it's insane. I've seen him do 1260 swing box cutter both sides. I've seen him do 1260 <laughs> to snap a swipe both sides. And I've seen him do, um, bruh, in 2012, I think it was, or 2013, uh, HKPK. Snapu swing box. Snapu swing box, yeah. And, and there's one not, on there and that's And the not, box was... It was a huge box. Yeah, I know. Like... And it was on oh, Puzzle Floors. Yeah, it wasn't even on <laughs> Spring Floor. I was geeking. I was like, Jeremy, what? No, I know this because I was at Adrenaline a, a month ago for the battles. Uh-huh. And after the battles ended, all the guys on the floor were trying to do Snapu Swing over and over and mm-hmm. over. And me and Cordova looked at each other and were like, if Jeremy was here, he'd he could tutorial. Do like, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I did Snapu Swing a couple times at, at uh, Adrenaline before they moved their, before they moved, um, to their the gym. Yeah, yeah, their yeah, old yeah, spot. Totally. The first, it was like 2015, I did Snap with Swing Gainer, and I was like geeking, and I was like, yeah, good job. I was like, you know how hard that is? Totally. Like, <laughs> but yeah, Snap with Swing is, Rudy was the first to do it, right? Yeah, first ever, yeah, Snap with Swing Gainer in 2008, Lucas battle. Yeah, that battle's nuts. Yeah, that's one of the Jeremy best. just walks in with a B-twist, cheat 10. Cheat 10 to split. Split. <laughs> Bro, that's how you start a battle. Yeah, like, cheat 10 to split. What do you do after that? Dude. <laughs> I if mean, you try to hit me with a quad cork, I would just laugh at you. The yeah. two ten split is way harder. Like <laughs> exactly. you know, and it's not like the kick was 
Like no, it was, it was massive. It was yeah. Perfect. It yeah, was back at a time when not a lot of people were doing G10s even. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy, man. 100%. So besides your right side tricking, I think one of the other things that you're really known for, and uh, you probably get a lot of judgment on it, and so I'm going to bring it up, is yeah. uh, is the way that you battle. Oh, which, yeah. Which, in my personal opinion, <laughs> is, is, is one of the things I love about you, and that's why I... I've always had you battle at all of my events. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I'm biased in the sense that I like guys that are passionate about battling. But yeah, for no. a lot of people out there, you get a bad rap sometimes for well, being... Yeah, no. You know. and, and I think I got that attitude because like there was times where um, I'd show up to White Lotus. Yeah. And I'd train with Jeremy and Anissa and Danny were there. And I would just like... I was like little 12, 13-year-old little Jacob Pinto just running my mouth because I could. 100%. And they would just roast me so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember like if it was yesterday, there was a hat, they had a hat and I, it was like, I think it was like Anise's hat or something. And I picked it up and I was like, yo, Anise. And I did like a cork. I like grabbed his hat, did like a cork and put it in between my legs. And then after Anise, Danny and Jeremy just boom, slapper, boom, slapper. And I'm just standing there. And the worst part is my dad is on the side sitting down, just laughing at me. He's like, bro, what'd you do? But I like, I was getting roasted. Since I was like 12 years old. 100%. And it's just like, I give respect to the OGs, the amigos, because like they kind of like, I like give my battling attitude, like, you know, like because of them, you know, like they really like, they showed me how to be confident, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and a lot of people are like, yo, he's cocky, he's this and that. I'm like, before the battle, I'm going to shake your hand, I'm going to hug you. And after the battle, I'm going to shake your hand, I'm going to give you respect, and I'm going to be like, yo, thank you for battling me because like you're the one that makes me like, Try to be better. Yeah. So I appreciate you. It's a battle. Like when you watch B-Boys, that's how they are. 100%. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah. they have to, you know, put like style and energy into it. And now if you notice, like, as I, I see it a lot with like the Japanese like kids, you know, they have like hella attitude when they battle now. Taka gets hype. Yeah, bro. Reggie gets hype. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and it's like, that, that. it's like, it's not, it's, I'm not trying to be a, a jerk. Totally. It's a performance it, it, art. Yeah, right? no. It, there's been times where it's like a battle that kind of has a little bit a little bit of beef before it. Then I'll, you know, be beefy. It's just like, let's battle. Like, it's a battle. I'm not going to fight you or hit you, but like, I'm going to roast you. Like, yeah, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, um, but like, you know, I, it's, it's, I give respect to whoever I battle. That's, that's at the end of the day, we're all just trickers in one room and it's for fun. It's, it's, um, to have hype, to have energy, and and it's competition. That's what that's what builds the sport. That's yeah. what makes the sport better. You know what I mean? Hundred yeah. percent. But um, yeah, for the people that think I'm arrogant and cocky, I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just part of battling. Like that's just it's it's more fun that way. Like here's how I see it too. Like, would you rather me stomp like a something insane, like a McDirty, and just put my head down and walk away, or like, you know what I mean? Like have a like be positive about what I just did and like hype myself up you know what i mean like I, i'd rather it be that way versus be boring and me just walk uh, off you know what i mean yeah i mean for someone from my perspective who loves like crazy hype battles yeah. and guys that get into it like that the other thing that i equated to is that like a lot of these guys that are very passionate about batting like yourself and stuff yeah. you guys also did nasca uh-huh. where basically it's the same thing you're out there for a minute trying to showcase yourself in the best light as possible yeah. and you're trying to outdo the other competitor you said it best like you performance know? like yeah. if you do a trick and you walk away with your head down like the judges are gonna be like, oh, that was dope. But if you like did something, you're like, like calling them out, like let's go, like what you got type thing. Like they're gonna be like, damn, you know what I mean? And yeah. it, it's just like, and then watching Jeremy's videos too, watching him battle is so funny because <laughs> he just like he just roasts anybody he sees in front of him. It's 100%. so funny. I th- I think my favorite time to watch Jeremy battle was the HKPK. Yeah. 
and he was I, like, going off. Oh, at, I remember like a month before, like I'd be at 87 and, and he was like making me kick the pad and stuff. And he was just training. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, damn, like he's about to go off at this event. And he just, he went there and he just killed it. He killed it. He killed it on a team of him and Easton Danny. He <laughs> still went out and killed it. I was like, dude, this guy's going off right now. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely insane, man. Well, that's cool, man. And like, I, I really have to thank you because ever since the very beginning, I pretty much have always put you in my battles um you yeah. were the so let's run through let's run through the gamut uh, 2012 yeah. closing gathering at white lotus that was my first battle i know that was my very first battle yeah. i had never done a trick battle before which is crazy i'm pretty me. sure i had never done a trick battle before that was like my first official besides like little nasca you know what i mean like no, this was your first this tricking was like my battle. first tricking battle yeah, yeah totally and i battled uh kang vu yep. i remember i battled kang vu you battled and Nick Vale. I battled Nick Vale. <laughs> you battled Ryan Remfer. I, I don't. I don't even know how the heck I beat Nick Vale. I have no idea how. Yo. But um, it was to pull, it try was, to pull up a closing gathering, Connor. See. If yeah. No. There. I remember. I remember. Just so you guys know, you hit me up. You were like, "Yo, what's up, Jacob?" I was like, "What's good, Trav?" He's like, "Yo, so you know how White Lotus? You told me White Lotus is closing. I'm gonna have a battle. I want you to be a special guest." Deep down inside, I was like, "Oh yeah," but like inside, I was like. Mom, mom. <laughs> I was like 13 years old, 14, yeah. and I was geeking. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you were one of the youngest ones yeah, by bro. far, man. And what's was, crazy is uh, I th I remember this kick fool. I got so high on this boom. What we're watching right now is uh, highlights <laughs> of the finals of you versus Kang Vu, who yeah. was uh, representing loop kicks here. And this was a this was a dope battle, man. It yeah. was a super hype moment. Um, this was also around the time where uh, people just start filming tricking with uh, oh, yeah. 70s and DSLRs yeah, 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 and Canons, yeah. so you could see the high quality. Uh, battle. Who shot Dustin? Shot this right? This, I don't know if this is on Dustin's channel, but this looks like a Dustin. Type yeah, this video, looks like a Dustin know? Shepherd. Definitely does. Yeah. No, I remember this battle was hype. Yeah, man. And so what's crazy to me is that like for a lot of guys, um, I didn't even know who I, Kang was. I had until you this in my. I had you in your first battle. I've also brought like Jordan Akuba out. I had yeah. Keenan Carr in his first battle, and yeah. Keenan Carr's first battle, funny enough, was against you. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good battle. Yeah, I man. remember that. I remember that was a good battle for the jam, but. I've been very fortunate to uh, just see like a lot. Is that of a triple? Talented. Yeah, it was. Is that a triple? That really? Was triple full, man. And I think that's how you snuck it out because he tried triple and he fell right there, and that was yeah. pretty much one of the nails in the coffin for sure. Cork swing double yeah. cork. I was like fourteen, I think. Here, what year was this? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, I was fourteen. Yeah. And this yeah, is where Kang. I think he does. What does he do? Twelve sixty combo here or something? What does he do? Oh, oh he tried to go fourteen forty. He, he tried to go fourteen forty. Yeah. I forgot. Dang. Jeez, I remember. Wow. I remember the first. Wait, who was the first of fourteen forty? Was it Donnie? It was, was it Donnie or Jordo? It may, oh, Donnie, maybe. Yeah, maybe Donnie. I remember. Yeah. And then Jordo did 16. Or it might have maybe. been Kang. I remember I seeing know. a video of Kang doing 1440 at Loop Kicks once. I don't remember who it was, but I remember like 1440s. I was like, I saw Donnie do it yo, one time at Lotus. My brain is tripping. Leave it in the comments, y'all. Who's the first 1440? Yeah. Towels. I know you're on this. Towels. <laughs> put it in the comments. Towels. Shouts out to Towels. Towels, man. put it in the comments. Towels, is, towels is, a, is a cool dude. I went to Korea with him. Yeah. We like, we like, Went around Korea together. That was fun. With like Bailey 100%. and Jeremy. Jeremy was there too. Yeah, but yeah. It was fun. No, but 1440s. I saw Donnie. I saw Donnie do it at HKPK. Well, he did it at White Lotus. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And then this dude does it back when his, um, what did he used to call it? Blockbusters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his carry raise. His carry raise. Pop 1440 yeah. on puzzle mats. Yeah. I remember this like if it was yesterday. It was versus Will Coney's. Yeah, super. And he cool. went 540. Box, or, uh, what, is it, what is it called? Blockbuster, Blockbuster. to... 14. Uh, 1440 yeah. and the kick was just 
And I just sat there and I was like, what? Yeah. It was nuts. It was nuts. Yeah. And it, then, yeah. Super crazy. Because back there at that time, you know, that was a time where you, Andrew Franklin, and Donovan Sheehan were training with the three amigos, Jeremy, yeah. Anise, and Danny. And you guys yeah. were pretty much at that little segment in history and tricking would coin the, the three ninos yeah we had we had that going we even made shirts it was dope we we battled together and stuff but uh that was that was hardcore training hardcore yeah like the, uh so jeremy like hit us all up and we went we like went to 87 and like sat down and chat and they like kind of gave us a rundown they're like yo we want to you know like kind of guide you guys and you know like pass on the baton totally yeah, that's yeah. what jeremy said pass on the baton and you know like kind of mentor you guys and make you into like miniature versions of us yeah yeah and we're like we're down and then we started training and we were like oh this is killer <laughs> like one time i remember i was late or i called jeremy i was like yo i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it to train because i don't have a ride and he was like all right let me know and i was like hey i'm gonna make it to training but i'm gonna be late he's like all right i'll see you here i show up and he's like all right 10,000 rows and then you can start training. I had to sit on the thing. Bro, I had to do 10,000 rows, right? And uh, <laughs> and by the time I finished, they were done training. I was like, <laughs> I remember I made my grandma drive all the way to LAX too. <laughs> and I was like, all right, grandma, I'm done training. We can go home. She's like, you've been here for 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> but no, we had some we had some tough tough because like when we trained too, it wasn't like just okay, kick the pad type thing. Like yeah. we did workouts. Yeah, yeah. Weightlifting, weightlifting, circuits, conditioning, yeah. all that kinds of stuff. And we did like full workouts for like an hour and then we trained for like two hours. Totally. But like I remember we were like we were little punks back then. Like we didn't want to do like the basics and stuff, you know? So like I remember one time Danny just got heated. I remember Danny was just like hella mad and started <laughs> yelling at us. He's like, you guys want to do all these hard stuff, but you can't get your, you can't turn your hips on your round kick and just going off on us. And me and Andrew are like just sitting there about to cry. <laughs> and it's hella funny is you got all the parents just like up on the mezzanine, just talking, laughing, gossiping, you know, just they, whatever. They just want you to and get then, better. Yeah. yeah. And then we're just like, oh, they're fine. And then me and Andrew are like about to cry. <laughs> Danny's yelling at, no, but like all respect to them because like, like they they're the ones that like they were trying to get it in our heads yeah, you know? yeah and and i think we understand that now so totally they definitely helped you guys thank you for yelling at me danny graham yeah greatly appreciate it <laughs> and with that being said i mean part of the part of their impact on you being clean was uh like i said the impact on your battling style so mm -hmm. you not only won the 2012 closing gathering you then did the jam gathering 2013 yeah you won that one, right? Yeah. And then Jam Gathering 2014, we had two that year. You won one, and then the other you got second to Michael I got Guthrie. roasted it by Guthrie. <laughs> I'm going to say this now. I got whooped. <laughs> I had never been nervous to battle anyone. Well, Michael Guthrie is the one to be nervous about. Oh. Of all of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. No, I got whooped in that battle. Like, whooped. And I was so nervous. I remember I battled Cody, and I just, like, it was, it was a good battle. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, like, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. And then... I even told my mom, like, when I, when, when you told me, hey, you want to battle, I was like, yeah. He's like, Guthrie's going to be there. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I Yeah, I got whooped in that battle. And that, from then, is when I, like, really saw an upgrade in my tricks, especially yes. my kicks. 100%. Because I was like, yo, I'm not going to let this happen again. You know, uh, Guthrie and Johan, out of my whole from what I can remember, those are the two battles I've only lost. Yep, I think so. If there's another battle, please remind me. But as far I think, as I can remember, I think it's that with, it's just, with the exception of you uh, hurting your knee. Oh yeah, versus Boyang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but like other than Guthrie and Johan, yeah, I think those are the only two battles that I've I've lost. One hundred percent throughout, like you know, team yeah. battles here and there. But it's just yeah, but as like one on ones is what yeah. yeah. And with that being said, some of the the biggest ones that you've won outside of obviously my events and other events that you've gone to was a uh, Red Bull Throwdown. Yeah, you yeah, no, I remember at a Red it Bull was Throwdown. Red, uh, what year was it? The the year that I went was two thousand and. Uh, 14. I think 14. 2013, yeah. they had Red Bull Throwdown. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember uh, Rory hit me, and he was like, yo, Red Bull's going to be throwing a tricking event. And I was like, oh, I'm down. And he was like, I'll let you know because you might be too young. Like, I want to line you up. Yeah, but, yeah. And then I was like, well, tell them they're all about to get roasted anyways. <laughs> I was like, hey, just put a number, baby. Like, I was like, I'm ready. I tr I'll train, bro. Like, you don't yeah. even know. He's like, I know you will. I know you'll show up and I know you'll gas it. But Red Bull just has like, you know, requirements, age, requirements, age limits. Yeah. And sure enough, I couldn't battle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. I, I kept telling my mom, I was like, they got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then uh, 2014 came and he's like, yo, I'm booking your flight. I was like, yeah. all right. And, um, that's when I, you know, we started doing the Amigos with Donnie yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Started it's, training a lot with Donnie. It's all at the same time. That's why it's all pivotal. It all comes yeah, together no, at this point. And then, like, Jam had just opened up. Yep. Um, and so me and Donnie used to go. I remember me and Donnie, uh, sometimes Andrew, we would go to Jam, and Devin would be there for an hour just holding the pad. And me yeah. and Donnie would just get it, get it. You know what I mean? And um, we trained, and, and, and uh, he was like, he, we were at Jam, and he was like, yo, Red Bull hit me up. They want me to go battle. I was like, yo, they hit me up, too. He's like, like, let's train. And yeah, plus yeah. we did team battles too. Um, and that was dope. We did team battles with, who was it that we did? I think it was Bailey. Bailey or someone, Bailey Payne, I think we did team battles at Red Bull Throwdown. Um, but yeah, I, I battled uh, some pretty good battles at Throwdown. Um, I was nervous. I was yeah. really nervous. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like big stage, big crowd. Uh, you had like Seshimura, Matt Emig. You had some other judges. Um and I was like, I was so nervous. That was another like nerve wracking battle. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. But Guthrie takes the cake as far as nervousness, bro. I was so nervous to battle him. <laughs> it was dope. I, it, I thought about this the other day. I'm not calling him out, but like, it'd be so dope to like to battle him again. Now that we both have like leveled up, totally. It yeah, would just yeah. be like a battle that would be like insanely hype. You know what I mean? And it would just be like something to give the people like all respect to Guthrie. I, I all respect to Guthrie. He's, in my opinion, he's he's goat. You know what I mean? Like 100%. I think he's got the kicks, he's got the twists, he's, he's got, got the variety, all. he's got the cleanliness, the style. He's got it. Yeah, like, yeah. But it'd be so dope to battle him again. Damn. Well, y'all heard it here first. Yeah, no, it would. It would be. It would be. I'm not calling him out, but it would be dope. <laughs> It would be dope, right? It would oh, be so dope. That's hella bro. dope. And I, yo, I'm sure if enough people leave it in the comments, it stirs it up in the community. It'll yeah, happen bro. eventually one day. Yeah. You know? Um, well, that's cool, man. And then with not only did you win Red Bull Throwdown, but then you also got the chance to go to Korea yeah. and participate in another Red Bull event, which was Red Bull Kick It. Yeah. And uh, what year is, is that Red Bull I Kick went It? In kick no, I went in 2014. Yeah, it was the same year. But I didn't compete. Ah. I didn't but, compete because what had happened was is the night before the battles, I did court Cairo and I tore my groin. No way. So I flew all the way out there and I was, I remember we were just sessioning and um, I flew out there and we were just training. I did court Cairo, mm -hmm. stomped it, walked off, sat down, took a drink of water and I was going to get up to trick again. And when I got up, I just fell. And I was like, what the heck? Like my groin, like the inside of my leg, everything was just hurting. I couldn't even walk. Yeah. And I remember Valu came over and Valu was like, are you okay? I was like, no, dude. 
And so he like took me over to my mom. We were like icing and I was going to, I was putting hella tiger bomb and stuff on it. And I was going to try to push through and she, and then I remember the next morning I got an email that I was going to go to Cuba with Sideswipe and perform. Yeah. And I was like, she's like, look, either you risk injuring yourself even more and prolonging your injury to what could be one month to six months, or you back out of the event, you try to come back next time and you go to Cuba, you heal up and you just keep going. And so I didn't battle. Yeah. And um, that's why I said shouts out to mom because she always is like, she always, she always used to say, you're the head, but I'm the neck. Yeah. I'll tell you where to go. Like, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, she's like, I'm just trying to help. But um, yeah, no, she was, um, she was the one that, you know, kind of helped me out. And it, it was, I was bummed out. I was sitting in the stands. I was like, damn, I could be like killing totally. right now. But then, yeah, they invited me back next year. Of course. Uh, 2015, 2015. Which is this one? Yeah. And that's the one that we can pull up. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, um, it was, it was very, uh, 2015, I was like going into it. I, I think I broke a total of two boards. Yeah. Two boards and the whole event. Yeah. They were all single. And I remember, yeah. And I remember Peter, Peter Yang, um, the guy who, you know, run the event. Shouts out to Peter. Um, he told me, he's like, bro, you can win this. Without breaking one single board. Yeah, yeah. He's because like, of the format. You have the potential to do this. And he was like, the way we do it, round one, you got the one minute trick battle. Round two, you got the board break. And round three is a tiebreaker. Either you do big trick or you, you do a break. break. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, you can, you can win. He's like, you have a very, very good chance at winning if you go to round three. So that was, that was my strategy. I was like, round three, just take him out and everything. Just like... You know, do a break, one break, and walk off. So like yeah. there, so I did, even if you lose, yeah, that, there I did the one break. I, I think I did another one, but there I was like, okay, I just do one break, let him win, and I'll take him in round three. Yeah, and then win it. And in round three, I would just pull something stupid out, like double full snapu on like a hard floor. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And um, I don't even know what I did here, and I missed. Yeah, I I did I didn't train. And I just bowed out. I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm just going to let yeah. him take it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And this I didn't train. I didn't train. I mean, I trained tricks, but I didn't train board breaks, you know? And then, uh, you know, 2017 came. Yes, that's when you went back. That's when I went back and I was like, okay, this time I want to try to do a little bit more. And um, me and Jeremy hadn't talked in a while. And um, I hit him up and I was like, yo, hope you're doing well. Uh, it's been a minute. You are the only person that's going to be able to get my kicks to be like, to be able to keep yeah. up with the Koreans. Yeah. Ready to compete. Like ready to compete. Like totally. ready. I was like, what do we got to do? I need to start training with you again. And he's like straight up just replied with be at 87 Monday morning, 10 AM. <laughs> Bro, I was there at nine 30. <laughs> I was like, as you should be 10,000 rows, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I was I was there, and he uh, I remember that first training we did cork rounds for an hour. Yeah, and he was just like, and it was it was crazy because when we used to do like continuous like the same trick and like repetition back in the day like for a long time like I told you we did B twists for yeah, like an yeah. hour or whatever I didn't get it. Now I was like, I was like when we did it, he was like, open your hips more, try to reach, try to like he was literally pointing out these little little tiny tiny details that would make such a basic trick look better and i understood it and that's when like my kicks started to kind of 
snap a little bit more, be cleaner, be sharper. I used to be able to spot, you know, like really like execute them the best that I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but like even like all the little stuff, like like shuriken cutters, like that right there. Like we used to do hook kicks, put your hand on the pad and, you know, or round kicks or spin hook kicks. And yeah. we used to just kick pads for hours. And because of that, you know, like because of, I remember my 1260 started to get really good after we did that session of cork rounds because that whole you know just hip extension like just practicing it on a basic trick to take it on to a higher trick it yeah, just yeah. brought that technique to you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah but this was this was an emotional battle for me it was really nerve-wracking and emotional because i had just come back from my knee surgery yep. and yeah my, i got lucky on that yeah you didn't kick it on the so snap lucky. Like, you broke it on the second yeah leg. And I was so hyped because I thought I hit it, but it was my back leg yep, right there. It was the back Boom. foot. Yeah. Yep. And I was like so pumped. And my mom was crying. My dad was crying. I was crying. It was just like, it was so um, emotional because like I, like I've seen trickers like where they, you know, injure themselves and not fully get back to where they were. 100%. But I feel like this was like, hey, um, that, that didn't stop me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm back. You know what I mean? Like I'm still, there's nothing that I can't do now that I was doing. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, no yeah. specific the trick. Yeah. 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 And I mean, even shirking cutters, I re-injured my knee on a shirking cutter. I was doing shirking cutters the other day at gym with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, I, I got over that, that fear where it's like, I'm not going to let the trick hold me back. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? hundred percent. So, but yeah, that was, that was, um, that was a very, very, um, I was really proud of that. Of that moment, you know. Hell yeah, it man! You've dope. won most of the titles that exist out there. It's crazy. It's yeah. At least some of the legitimate ones, you know. So, mm -hmm. and then along the lines of of like you know the competitions and all that stuff. Um, before we get into the stage of life that you're in right now, is there anything that you're still chasing trick wise, or what? How much do you train at this point in your life? Do you maintain it all? Or? <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> the last time I tricked was July at no gravity. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the time before that, that was Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. And the time before that was the other day with. You were there at Over jam. jam yeah. <clears throat> Other than that, those, and then the time before that was, I think I've had like three or four hard sessions this year. That's it. Is there anything on your list that you're still chasing or at this point in your life, are you kind of just focusing on other things besides tricking, you know? For um, better I mean, like any tricks that I'm chasing? Yeah. Yeah. Or just in general, like, you no, know. No, not right now, man. Yeah. Like, it's just, if anything, I want to just keep what I have and just perfect it and make it cleaner, make it faster, stronger. You know, I don't see like any point of like trying to do all these like crazy stuff that these people doing like quad corks and full and back outs. <laughs> I like my knees the way they are. Totally. I've already screwed one up. I don't want to mess up another one. Totally. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's just like I rather I rather just stay clean and keep what I have or you know keep what I have and keep it clean. Uh -huh. um, I mean, yeah, I would like to hit you know a few other like I've done some double cork snappers before. I haven't tried it, you know, since after yeah, my yeah, surgery. Totally, totally. Um, not due to my knee, just I haven't tried it you know um or like uh like i did this a few times where i went shirk and cutter gms to double b yeah yeah i did that like once or twice yeah yeah and it's just like a few like little trick combos that i like to hit um i remember at hooked i did this was after surgery i went invergato 12 to cheat 12 um i think i can hit that again just like you know like stuff like that yeah, not yeah. really like trying to get you know and then if I get like the Invergato 12 to 12, make sure both kicks are like freaking perfect. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that would be like, that's, that's what I want. I just want everything I do and I have to be like perfect. 
Um, so just keep perfecting it, keep cleaning it. And, and I got to ask because people can me if I don't. Yeah. So obviously you're still a little disconnected as far as your own personal training goes, but you're yeah. still watching what's going on. Yeah, I still watch what's going on, bro. I pop on Facebook and I see how much hate like people give me for like a post that I get. I'm like, you guys got nothing better to do than just hate on me, bro. I don't. I I take it as like, <clears throat> are hating for a reason. Like, I didn't do anything to you. I just like spoke something, my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, I still get a. You know, I follow all the kids and all the. You know, all the people coming up. I follow the OGs. I follow. I keep up with everything. You know. Um, just because I don't like I I made a post the other day on Instagram and I was like people thought I was mad. I was like I'm not mad. Um and I said something like um uh, like everybody's asking me, do you still trick? Are you still a tricker? Why don't you post tricking videos? Well at this point in my life I'm not really focusing on that. Totally. Like doesn't define you. And anymore. people would like unfollow me, send me like DMs of them upset, saying, You're a waste of talent and I'm like <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to, just trying to do me, like, and then I made that post, and I was like, I can post whatever I want, how I want, and when I want. If you want to follow me, you can follow me. Yeah. If you don't, go to my profile and click the unfollow button because, like, I'm not gonna deal with like your just your negativity. I don't want, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just if I'm not doing it, then I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a, a waste in the community. Or people were saying I'm irrelevant. It's like, all right, cool. You're like, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I still stay tapped in and, and in contact, you know, with yeah. with the game and stuff and totally. see like still. what Shose is unlocking, bro. That kid is nuts. He's nuts, dog. I wake up to his videos. I know. Every day there's every something. day there's something new. Like I'll go on Instagram and I'm in bed and I'm just like like it wakes me up. I'm like, Am I still dreaming or did he actually do that? And it's just like do something insane, bro. It's crazy. He's and nuts. you know what's crazy for everyone out there? If you want to see Shose Trick in the same building as Jacob Pinto. Go to the jam. Come to the jam gathering. gathering. November 22nd to 24th here in LA, man. It's, it's going to be, be nuts. Dope. I'm so yeah. stoked for that. There's going to be so many good trickers in that room. It's going to be super dope. And one of the cool things uh, for those of you out there that are listening to this, uh, not only will Jacob be in attendance as like a special guest and a judge, but on Friday afternoon, at five o'clock, he's giving a workshop alongside a tricker known as Michael Guthrie. Yee. <laughs> you may have heard of him. <laughs> I think you know him. <laughs> I actually just got off the phone with Mike like an hour before this jam cast. Oh, for real? So yeah, That's Mike's dope. Mike's locked in. He's about to get married in a couple weeks. Yeah, and, uh, shout out to Mike, man. Yeah. He's getting he's uh Moving on to the next stage of his yeah. life. It's awesome. Yeah, that's dope. I'm Hell happy yeah. for him. And so along the lines of like what we just talked about as far as, uh, you know, you just focusing on other things, um, yeah. let the people know what you're working on these days that is taking you away from tricking. And, and I don't think a lot of people know except for some of us that are close to you. Um, yeah. And that's like your passion and uh, desire to move into the next realm of your life, which is focusing on music. Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to like, you know, for, for uh, so many years, since like 2009, 10, I've devoted my life to martial arts yes. and tricking. And I like, I mean, I dropped out of high school for it yeah, yeah. because I was just traveling. Like I got that call from the principal, like he called my mom. Hey, your kid's not a bad kid. His grades are okay. He's just not, not here. here. <laughs> and I remember I had like 37 or 38 absences in the first semester. So I missed almost over a month of school. Totally. You know what I mean? Um, just from taking off on Wednesday nights and coming back on Mondays, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, the principal's like, all right, either you miss any more school or you don't, you don't miss any more school or we have to kick you out of school. Of course. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, do you want to be homeschooled again and like keep traveling? And I was like, deuces, I'm out. And so yeah. I started just 
I remember my mom pulled me out and I went on a trip. I went somewhere and she's like, we'll get you started with school when you get back. I came back, went on another trip, came back. And three years later, I, that's when I hurt my knee. I was like, mom, I need to finish school. Yeah. Like I, I, a lot of people don't know this. I graduated high school when I was 21. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, I just, it, when I, when I hurt my knee, I was like, I'm gonna be out for the year. What a perfect time to like totally. get my school. It's back. a smart plan. Yeah. So, um, I remember, uh, Within, I, because I, I left school uh, halfway through sophomore year, so I got half a sophomore, junior, and senior year done all within like the matter of like a year and a half, two years, Damn. and I just like banged it out. And um, you know, like, I feel like I I've devoted so much time to martial arts. Um, I'm still connected to it. I'm still gonna love it. I'm still always gonna cherish it. Like you know, like the proud moments that I've had. Yeah, yeah. Still trick as long as my body will let me. But you know, there, I want to like tap into something new, which is music. Um, I started going to Icon Collective, which is a music production school out in Burbank. And, um, you know, it's just like a, a, how I got into it was forms music. Yeah, totally. Cutting, cutting, just cutting tracks together, throwing some crashes on it. And, and then I like started making stuff and started really like creating. And, um, and then I found out about my school and, you know, I just was like, I think I want to do this. Like I told my parents, I was like, I want to be a music producer. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah, I want to be a producer. Like, yeah. I want to make tracks. I want to, you know what I mean? And um, so then I really started taking it serious last year, like middle of last year. And, um, you know, I put a kind of built a little studio in my house. Um, and I'm about to drop my first record soon. Nice. Um, I'm waiting for the mix and master to come back. I yep. should I should have it back by now. Like probably today, if not tomorrow. It'll probably come out soon. Cool. Um, but we even shot a music video for it. I just had some homies pull up to the house and you just Connor was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connor was there. Um uh my my friend Jacob Ellis was there. Of course, yeah. Um had some friends from high school pull up and we just, you know, partied and yeah. had a good time, shot the video. Um but the goal is probably by um probably by my birthday, so next year. Okay. I want to drop an EP. Nice. It's nice. it's not for sure yet, but uh probably like a six or seven track EP. Um, just like of just art that I've created, you know, whether it be rapping or singing or just overall, whatever I've created, just want to like give something out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where my head's at right now. It's just music production, uh, going to school and just grinding them out. Hell yeah. And that's, you don't have to give away too much. We'll wait for it to come out. Yeah. But uh, is there a genre it falls in or, um, well the first track that's coming out, it's, it's a future based track. Okay. Um, actually a buddy of mine. Uh, Keelan Horta. Okay, I'm gonna give him the shout out. Nice. Go follow him, Keelan Horta. Um, he he made the track, and uh, he was like, "Yo, check this out." And he 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 flew out to LA because I'll explain to the reason why he flew out to LA because it's another project that I'm working on. But he flew out to LA and he was like, "Yo, check this track out." Like I put this together, like it's an idea. He made a melody, a drop, and all that kinds of stuff. And um, he was like, "Let me know what you think of it." And he pl I played it, and I was like, "Yo, this is dope." And then he sent it to me. I mixed it. I kind of did some more stuff to it. I produced a little bit more of it. And then I, you know, threw some vocals on it. And I was, it was just an idea. You know, I was like, I could probably get a vocalist to hop on it. And I was talking with a guy who I've been working with. Um, and he's like, no, you're going to be on the track. He's like, this is going to be yours. Tight. And so, um, but it's future bass. And uh, there's some singing in there. And I have a few rap verses in it, which is dope. And, um, but mostly for the EP, it's probably just going to be more of like the longs of like rap and yeah, yeah. you know like hip hop. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to to like give people because I've been saying I'm going to drop music, but totally, totally. I just have an archive full of projects. Um, 
and I'll like make something and I think it's dope to put out and then I get insecure about it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to put it out. Yeah. But, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the genre, you know, cool, more, huh? more feature based. And then the EP will probably be around like hip hop rap. Nice dude. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if you put, you know, any amount of dedication into it, like you're tricking, it'll be fire. Yeah. So. I mean, there's times where I'll like, I'll come home I'll, cause I work for my parents too at, uh, their factory. And, you know, I help my sister with like social media and stuff like that. Um, and I'll come home around like five and I'll like start making music and I'll be on my computer. Some, I'll like take a break and go eat dinner, but I'll be on my computer till like 3 a.m. Yeah. And just like just working. Yeah. Just late nights. Yeah, yeah. Late nights. That's that's what I do. And I just trap myself in there and I'll just like make a record in a night and then next day make another record in a night and just keep making new stuff every day. Tight. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, it's freaking awesome to see the progression, man. Yeah. And so I ask everyone this question, man. Um, and there's no wrong answer. Even if you don't have an answer, that's an answer in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see yourself in five years from now? And then if it's not too far, look ahead. Where do you see yourself in like 10 years from now? And it could be five years. life or career. It doesn't matter. As far as life, you know. Um, it could also be tricking. Yeah. Uh, five years from now, you know, I want to be um, stable, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, probably have a wife or something, you know, get, you know, get married and start creating a family, you know, just be like secure, mm-hmm. um, you know, still producing, um, helping my family out with their company, you know, it's, it's a family business. So <clears throat> just making sure I, I, my goal is to just take care of my family. Like that's, that's one, that's one goal of mine that I've, that I want to achieve because, yeah. you know, my dad has just done so, my mom and dad have son, don't like so much for me. And provided so much for me and my sister. Like one of these days, I just want to be able to just give back to them. Yeah. And um, that's that's the goal. Hell like yeah. five years, I want to put pops in a Lambo. That's the goal. <laughs> right. Put moms in a Porsche totally. and sister in a Rari or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, just take care of my family, you know, and just be stable. Maybe start a family, and um, you know, um, still be tapped in the tricking game. Yeah. You know, like. I'd love to go out to events and, and teach and, you know, there's there's nothing that's going to stop me from teaching. You know, I want to give my knowledge out to people, you know, maybe start mentoring some kids and training them and, um, you know, just, just still be tapped into that into that community and, and give out my advice and my love and what I've learned from, you know, my journey. Um, and, yeah, Hell know, yeah, just 10 years, probably same thing, just still be happy and being secure and being at a, being able to, like, give out to others, you know? Hell yeah. That's that's the goal. Man, it's a trip. It's a, it's already a trip for me to look at where you've gone in the last 10 years. 10 years yeah. from now, that means that I'm going to be super old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a trip, man. But, uh, man, it's, yeah. it's really cool. More than anything, you know, like I said, I appreciate you driving all the way down here to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, of but, course, uh, bro. More than anything, always, uh, I appreciate your involvement in everything I've always done, from White Lotus to Jam, from yeah. making you do your first battle to <laughs> doing your scariest battle against yeah, Petra, bro. you know? That was, so. yeah. But uh, we've had some good times, man. We've gone to Korea together. We've hosted Red Bull Kick It yeah, we together have. on TV. And, uh, that was a fun trip. Hell yeah. We ate way too much Korean barbecue. Way too much Korean barbecue. Way too much Korean barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But it's gas because you only get it when you're there. there so you yeah. just you stock up. <laughs> yeah. One of the most epic after parties of my entire life. <laughs> Which we'll save that for another oh, episode. No, dude. I think one of the most epic after parties of my life was... Was the 2015 and the 2017 because I had yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, so all the Red Bull girls happy. were like chasing me around with a chair and a bottle, that had and they would just like sit me down and just follow me everywhere away. It was it was wild. Yeah, it was wild, but it was fun. It Hell was fun. Yeah. These are all just memories, man. And yeah. uh, it's cool to sit down here and talk to you about them and uh, share the mic another time with you, man. Yeah, bro. I'm like glad you. to be here. I was I was really excited when you called me. You're like, yo, I need to get you on a jam class. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> 
Hell yes. Yeah. And don't make it the last one, man. When you uh, drop the EP and stuff, or even your single, let us know. We'll be yeah, sure to shout it out and sh- it. share it on here and stuff. Let's so before we get out of here, though, um, swing that mic in front of you, look into that camera, and let people know how they can stay up to date with your social media and your music. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at the Jacob into one. You guys can put it right here. Yeah, of course. Um, and uh, Twitter too. Um, I'm not really on Facebook, but Instagram is where I usually post all my tricking videos or stuff about my music, Instagram stories. So hit the follow and, uh, I'll follow you back and yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, as always, guys, please be sure to hit that like button, comment, and subscribe for brand new episodes each and every week. Join us every Monday for brand new jam breakdowns and every Friday for Jamcast, interviewing influential members of the movement community like Mr. Jacob Pinto himself. So as always, guys, I got to give a very special shout out to Mr. Connor Simon for running the cameras and the switcher app. I got to give a very special shout out to our guest this week, Mr. Jacob Pinto. And as always, guys, I'm your host, Travis Wong. Thanks for joining us here on another Jamcast. Until next time, I'll see you all soon. Peace.